0: And talk to us about the current fasting journey that you're on Clem. What what did you endure over the past thirty days and, and what sparked you to do this prolonged period of fasting? Yeah,
1: so what triggered the the 40 day fast is Don Tolman once again where he taught me about the age of Aquarius. And I said to him a year ago, mate, I'm gonna do a forty day water fast before I turn forty. And he said, No, no, the energy of the world is shifted, now you've got to do twenty twenty. And he said those people who do an Aquarius fast 20 and 20 before January 26 will be the ones that were able to receive the universe's, the world's, mother nature's offerings best. So I thought, wow, okay, well, I've got to do this before 2020. And just how my calendar is looking this year, I I could only take it right now and now. So I had to take it now and then I'm, I'm done. Of course, I think I don't want to do another extended fast for a fair chunk of time. (laughs) I love eating and hence why I fast, right? Um, So what, what, why the 2020 fast is obviously because of that and why is important to do 40 days? Well, if you look at Jesus Gandhi, they did 40 days on water. You know, like my, my mentor, Don Tolman, he did a 40 day water fast. It was documented. He filmed the entire thing and then on day number 41, he drank one liter of grape juice and ran a marathon. He just felt that good. And they were filmed him in the back of a truck. And they went, how? You, they said, just do a mile and we'll see you know, how you feel afterwards. So he did that and he goes, no, I'm just going to keep going. So they followed him for a marathon. And they went, how the hell? He's like, when you know health, you know health. Anyway, I digress once again. Um, your question, fasting with 15 prior fasts to this, they've always been like, um, seven, 10, 14 day. And my last week long juice fast I did, I was cruising. I didn't feel any different whatsoever. I was eating, not eating. I felt exactly the same. And that's when I knew in my heart, I had to now push myself even harder. So the experience of the 20 days water now, I've never done a, um, a seven day, the longest water fast I've ever done was four days in the middle of a two week juice fast. <laughs> so to just do 20 straight up was a bit confronting for me and a bit, you know, it, mentally challenging. But I thought, no, no, I'm in the right time, the right place with the right people in the right location because we went to Byron Bay to do this, to do this fast. And I gave myself every opportunity to make it easy on myself like you can't go working on a water fast you can't go to the gym your body is doing radical um uh healing properties cleansing properties and sometimes it takes a lot of energy and so there were down days i literally was sometimes just like i don't want to get out of bed and i got out of bed at like in the tent for like at ten thirty in the morning and And then all day I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the beach. Nah. I just want to sit here and not do anything. But then I had fantastic days where I went to a waterfall and did a hike. And I went swimming in this waterfall, which was gorgeous. So there's certain stages. Like from 0 to 7 was pretty actually easy. From... 10 days to 20 days, that's when the body, that's when I know I shifted. And as soon as I, in my own head, I thought if I can get to 10 days on water, I'm home. I thought this this fast is done in my head. And I got to 10 days and you do notice things like, you do notice you get a little bit hungry every now and again. It's sometimes the body just testing you with ghrelin, the hormone ghrelin to say, hey, feed me, feed me. But that shuts off in around about five to 10 minutes. And so then you go back to fasting again. The body's then able to detox again. Um, But from 10 to 20 days, that's when I noticed my energy just drop a little bit. And then I'd have good patches. So in the morning, I'd wake up and feel around about a 4 out of 10. Um, And then I'd actually come good at around about 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And just felt good. I'd go for walks. I'd go to the beach. I'd you know, hang with the boys. We'd do protocols of like enemas or a colonic um, and do our exercises, our five Tibetan rites. Um, what else did we do? Yeah, protocols of health. And then I'd drop down again from around about 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then I'd pick back up around about 7 p.m. to around about 11 p.m. at night feeling fantastic. So that was my usual day from 10 to 20. But the trick is knowing that it's anticipating it. If you can anticipate the bad patches, you can prepare for them. So as my SAS curiosity back in my year, you know, 17 years of age was, uh, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So I prepared to feel shit for 20 days straight. I prepared to feel like just wanting to be in bed for 20 days. So I had the right, you know, systems and things like that to put in place to make me feel uh, what I need to feel.
0: Wow. Yeah. Back after a short stint, Clint has just made us a mid-podcast juice. Clint, can you explain what this juice
1: is? Yeah, we have in this delicious juice, I wish, you got a photo of it, didn't you? I did, you yeah. Is apple, grapes, and strawberries. And I was taught that it's a beautiful heavy metal Detox remedy because the pectins inside these fruit, when it's in this form in this ratio, bind with heavy metals like your yeah, iron oxides and you know fluoride even as well too, and bind it and then you eliminate them via the system after you've drunk it. Unreal. I've just had. A big mouthful, it's
0: incredible, and I can't wait to make it at home now, mate. Have so you tasted anything like this one before? Never, never. This
1: recipe, it's ratio, it's incredible, isn't incredible. it? Incredible. Mm. I'll
0: have that in the show notes for anyone that is new to juicing or is an experienced campaigner in juicing and doesn't know about this one. So I'll be sure to get that one off you at the end, Clint. Anyway, mate, back into your water fasting. So I want to know what sort of water were you drinking during this phase and what. Minerals and were you taking any supplements to, to aid your draining Talk us through that one.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Um, I'll take care of the supplement one first because that's easy. And then I'll get into the water one. Uh, no supplements. What I did do would be have a pinch of Himalayan salt. Um, sometimes once a day, sometimes three times a day. Himalayan salt has 84 naturally occurring minerals to it. And so when you have salt, it doesn't activate any digestive system and it gives your body minerals. So with minerals you're receiving, and you know how I said an apple is a crystallized sun burst of energy. When you get in the sunshine as well, you're receiving a lot of nutrition from that too. So no supplements, just the just the water um, and the salt. And the water that we had, I chose Byron Bay to fast because I know that Byron Bay doesn't fluoridate their water. It's one of the councils in Australia that has listened to their people. And the people said, if you put fluoride in, we're gonna remove you from your office. So they didn't put fluoride in the water. So um, yeah, we were drinking fluoride free water, but then we also had a couple of options. I brought with me a special jug from the, the brand's called Aquarius. I got it from um, my beautiful friend called Richard Ayub. He He imports them or gets them from wherever and they remove 99.5% of fluoride plus all your chlorines and all your other toxic chemicals as well. He is a water expert. I've never heard of anyone on this planet Research more than what he has with water and do laboratory tests and pays for all the studies and everything and He also and, and Rick who did our fast with us as well He also got a full pallet of Saka water which is from Turkey and It comes down from this beautiful well on a mountain in Turkey where it's very healing um, the scientific studies show of that Saka war that water that the healing properties are second to none on this planet and this is coming from a university guy who had tested your fiji water your bottled mount franklin your xyz and this researcher has said i've never seen anything as pure as this sarka water so i had my jug of um the aquarius kind of jug fit, fitting with our age of aquarius fasting um and I think I once drank one bottle, I did, of, it was an Audi bought natural spring water. And I think I was day 12, day 13, and I was just, eh, this tastes shit. So I immediately threw that out and went back to my jug and soccer water
0: it's amazing the difference in water and the taste that you actually can get a lot of people say what is water but no there is a clear distinct difference between spring water tap water chilled water warm water like there's so many different things and different taste buds that that ignite from the different types
1: yeah and it's that, a big conversation right now regarding caliber of water if you look at any health group these days on facebook you'll know that there's an expert on every corner some will say distilled water is the best and they get the best results from distilled water. Some will say reverse osmosis, some will say alkaline water. Oh, but then what alkaline high do we need to get? What's our body, what's this? And there's, it's just a, a rabbit hole full of what's really healthy. I just know that when mother nature makes our water, when it evaporates up in the steam, forms into clouds, and then those clouds happen to give us back that water, it's perfect. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there for us. Otherwise, we wouldn't drink it. That's perfect for us when you think about it. Now, if you want to go into the depth of that, the sunlight penetrates the clouds. And so that's also giving the water and the clouds inside that, you know, the, the, the wetness or, you know, moisture inside that before it forms into the rain, nutrition as well too. Everything comes back to the sun. Ra, as he's anciently known in ancient Egypt, the sun god Ra... Which is coercely where the word raw comes from. Food offering offerings from raw. Raw and foods. And you can see how it's raw foods.
0: Wow. Amazing, Clint. And mm. on this journey of water only, what were your emotions like? Did you have, I know you touched on it before, you had high days, you had low days. What were the side effects of You that you were And did you have any discharge processes that we will chat a bit later on, but just to touch a service on. Oh, goody. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good question.
1: What was that like for you? Yeah, emotions were pretty damn good throughout it. I do like to my... You know, say to myself, I'm a pretty positive, you know, attitude, healthy guy, outlook, very friendly and, you know, just open. And there was one down day where I just felt sad. And... I said to Mitch and I said, he goes, What's up? And I said, man, I just feel down. And he goes, what do you need? And I said, Love. And he goes, how's that look like for you? And I said, Tell me I'm doing alright. Tell me I'm doing, you know, all that good stuff. And that's how I liked it, you know, just tell me, tell me some good stuff. And other than that though, I was I was pretty good emotionally. Um, I made it very clear to the four boys on day number one, I said, right guys. My intention is for this fast that we support each other through the cleansing. So if someone has a healing crisis come up, if someone's feeling bad, the others are gonna be like, we got your back. And so non-toxic relationships, which is the sixth principle of health, is pivotal. There's no way that I could have done this fast in a toxic environment with doubters or naysayers or people not understanding the journey along with it as well. Like, my own mum was all like, I'm not happy about this. But I'm like, well, mum, 15 fast before, you know that I've got this. Yeah, I know you know your stuff, but I'm not happy about it. Have you ever done it yourself? Well, no. (laughs) So what do you got to worry about? (laughs) Nothing. So I'm just not happy. I'm like, of course, you're being a mum. I get that. (laughs) And I just laughed. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but when you had your highs... You feel just connected to mother nature. You feel connected to yourself. Some might say you might have a beautiful anticipation of people and what you can see their energy coming forward in life going up, someone's coming with this news, but you can feel that. Or when a couple of the boys had some down days, there was like Rick and Steve, they had a couple down days too, and you can just see it. You see it in their being, their vibrancy of walking And so I'm sure that was the same as well too when I was feeling down and the boys looked at me and they said, you know, you're walking a bit slow. I'm like, yep, I'm a bit down. So it's important to have people around you that support the journey because traditional wisdom would say, oh, you're feeling bad? Here, take a capsule, take a pill, go see a doctor. No, stop it, stop the fast. Go to food right now. They'll do something like that. So it's important to have, successful orientated people on a journey with you. Now, I wanna put in a nice little caveat here and now that if someone's listening to this and thinking that, oh, I'm gonna go do a 40 day fast as well too, do not. If you've never done a fast before, this is not recommended straight off the bat. There is a good chance that some healing crises will come up and they're not gonna go away to Byron Bay. They're not gonna take three weeks out of their life to dedicate to fasting because it's a dedication. It's not just a, uh, oh, I'll do this in my spare time thing. I'll do it as a hobby. No, it's a, it's a, it's a job. So you need to do things like uh, two weeks of preparation. Do, you know, two weeks before a fast, I'd want you to do a juice fast. And then one week prior to the juice fast, you know, go back to raw eating for like even a week And then four days prior to the fast, you want to do a a colon cleanse, and that involves, you know, not eating, but cleaning the colon out as well too, from any leftover bits of undigested food or waste in the in the in the bowels and intestines. And then after that, potentially you'll go along the way. But if you've never done a fast before, like imagine trying to swim the, you know, Ian Thorpe gold medal race if you've never swum before you're not going to do it on your first try you might just start off with a seven day juice fast and do three four five of them first and then after that if you're feeling confident and your body's feeling like solid and you're not having down days and all that stuff yeah then chuck in some water days in that as well too and then if that's all going successfully then you'd want to continue on and extend it and push it even a bit further as well
0: fantastic i love that you raised that point there clint because i know when, we're, when we get intrigued by a topic as humans, we naturally want to go to the extreme and do everything we can to do it right away. But I love how you've, you've put that in there. And you've had 15 or 16 prior fasts. To, or This is my 16. 16. So 15 prior fasts to this to lead up to a 20-day 20, 20 fast and then a 20-day Drew's fast as well. So there's definitely a lot of experience there.
1: And it's pushed me too. Absolutely to the limits. When it came to day 17, that was when I was almost like, I just nah I I don't know if I could, how much longer I could do this even if I wanted to go to the 40 day water I don't know if I'd complete that I might get I might have got to 30 but I know, I'm sure you'll ask me the question soon but when I had juice it all changed and it's like back baby
0: <laughs> we're going on to juice in just a moment i just want to touch on any weight loss and naturally if you're cutting down your calories you're going to lose weight how much um, weight did you lose yeah was it a good thing was it a bad thing let's clear that up for, for listeners. yeah yeah
1: i actually have lost weight uh so most people and when i say most it's very general <laughs> australia is now like what the fourth obese yeah nation like definitely in, there. in the world or something like that so it could be more <laughs> but if you're living on the coast of Australia, stats show that you're healthier, you know, um, you're holding around about anywhere from two to five kilos of waste in your digestive system. And most people have it just sitting there and it's crap that needs to come out. It shouldn't be there. It needs to go, you know, one in one out is the principle. And like, you know, when you, when you are telling me you go to the bathroom, you eat around about five meals a day and you go around about five times a day. Fantastic. Um, So I weighed myself, I think it was about a week and a half before the fast. And I think I weighed 64 kilos. And then on day, I don't know what day it was, maybe 17, maybe 16, I weighed in again and I was down to 54 kilos. So I lost 10 kilos. Now naturally I've got around about the two-ish, three-ish kilos of waste that come out. So I noticed from day 10 to day 20, that's when I really started to get skinnier. I started losing weight. The first place I noticed it was in my chest. Um, Yeah, muscles go smaller. You don't lose muscle. You don't use muscles as fuel. That's the last source of energy your body wants to use. Your body loves you. It wants to protect you, it wants to help you. Um, Fat is is the main thing that comes off. And so then it was my shoulders, And then just in the last few days, like five days, I noticed my face fatness just reduced a little bit as well. But, fascinatingly enough, within just a couple of days of juicing, I'd put two kilos back on. Awesome. Two kilos, just from juicing. Perfect. Yeah.
0: And I just want to add in here, if weight loss is your your ultimate goal for the juice fast, then probably reconsider and start to look more internally and look for health as your main goal instead of weight loss. Because weight loss is a byproduct of, of being healthy. So um, I think if we, and I know I've been through a weight loss journey, as you guys know, you would have listened to a p- couple of podcasts ago, my, my journey on that. And when I started narrowing my focus into being healthy, that's when I started to see the most results. So I think that Like I said before, if weight loss is your main goal, rethink why you want to start fasting.
1: Yeah, well, I'll say with that that weight loss, most people want to get rid of fat. And fat is actually there to protect you. Fat encapsulates, like an egg white surrounding an egg yolk, toxins. So fat actually protects you from the toxins, from going into organs and doing damage to you. The reason why people have fat is obviously the food that they eat or sedentary lifestyle, but toxins. And that could be anything from your hygiene, from your shampoos and your soaps or your dishwashing liquids as well too. It's very important to be clean, have mother nature products like, so my my soap is all mother nature made. Um, I use essential oils, doTERRA oils, and therefore they become a house cleaner as well too. So, little things like that can help not put toxins in the body because there's no point doing a fast and then going back to your old lifestyle. You, and when you said the word healthy as well, it triggered in me a thought that most people do want that um, weight loss because they want to look good, they want to look skinnier, they want to you know, not have extra fat. Well, guess what that's a result of from having toxins in the body that the body is forced to hold on to the fat. Number one, for like later usage, if it's gonna store it in times of fasting, but most people don't fast these days, so they're just accumulating more and more used by date, later energy. And then the second thing is the, uh, the toxins, like I just said. So when you said healthy, and it's a healthy mindset, like Matt, you're spot on, because healthy mindset is everything. You can't do a fast and then expect to go back to your normal lifestyle. If you look at the dictionary definition of health, it will say an absence of disease or injury, illness or injury. That's it. So right now, you know, the random guy walking in the city might not be ill and he might not have an injury. Does that mean he's healthy?
0: Well, And I know we were chatting about this for prior to recording the podcast about previous dictionaries and, and dictionaries from the 1900s and how the, the meaning of the word has changed as we progress through life. And for the purpose of this, Clint, can you tell us what the, the dictionary we were reading before, what date it was, and what the definition of healthy was compared to now, if you can quickly ah, scoot through and find question. it. Good
1: question. All right, so I'll quickly jump up health. So this is a 1940 dictionary I got. It could be 1939, there's no proper date, but it was signed on the... Um, February, 2004, uh, 1940. Um, do you want to Google quickly health, what it means today? Nine, okay, so I have a the standard English dictionary. And it says health here, noun, state of being sound or whole. A wish of health or happiness. <laughs> Adjective, enjoying health. Wholesome. Hmm.
0: You hit the nail on the head before, and today's definition is the condition of being free from illness or disease. Hmm. So, how that has changed as we've progressed through life is very interesting, and it could go with our new profound lifestyles and how we, we approach everyday life.
1: It's- I think real health, though, is living with vibrancy on your terms. Like, what's vibrant? It's an energy. It's a feeling of knowing that you can go and do something if you want to do it. If I want to go rock climb, I can do it. If I want to go water skiing, I can do it. If I want to go for a half an hour, just walk in the park, I can do it. That's a vibrancy. And if you have an anticipation, which is a beautiful, pleasurable state to have for anyone, right? Everyone loves anticipating something. Um, and most people anticipate good feelings, not the bad feelings. That's a whole nother Tony Robbins world that we can go (laughs) down because we call the ones we don't want to anticipate anxiety, right? So if you anticipate knowing that you can go and do all these healthy things, that's a vibrancy that you can live with and that can't be taken from you. You own it. To walk down the street knowing I am healthy. I can go for a sprint right now if I need to or want to, in case a uh, you know giant tiger comes out of a building from Mike Tyson's garage and wants <laughs> to eat us, you know. And I know who the people who go- he's going to catch first, and it's not me. Definitely,
0: well, Clint. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us the definition. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you were able to include that dictionary definition from the 1940s in because it's uh, really put it into perspective. Now, we're on to juice. So you're currently day 10 juice, am I correct? Correct, yes. How are you feeling, first of all? I'm feeling
1: over the moon. I'm feeling fantastic. Um, so as I said before, like when you have fruits and vegetables into your diet, And if you go back, like, first Bible generation book, fruits and vegetables literally mean Joaquin and Boaz, which means he who strengthens and he adding splendor. So to add strength and vitality and joy, enjoy, when you enjoy, get it? Yeah. Do get it. Into your life. So when you have the juices of the fruits and vegetables your body resonates at a frequency at that certain level that the fruits give you. For example, our organs operate at certain like megahertz. Um, the brain is being shown to operate at around about 220 megahertz. Um, and different fruits like a tomato will have like 80 megahertz, but guess what organ resin that resonates with as well, the heart which operates at around about, 80 megahertz too. A head of lettuce. Guess what? Brain. 220. Cauliflower. 250. A lemon. Oh, sorry. No, the highest that I've seen. The smell of a rose. 300. Wow. Chocolate cake. How much? Four. Four. A Big Mac has like 12 megahertz. Wow. So this brain that needs like 220 megahertz, is being fed by people with a Big Mac, fries and a Coke, which has a combined megahertz value of around about 12 to 15. (laughs) And we wonder why we're getting sicker. So when you have some juice, you're giving your body and organs a frequency, not just of energy, but of light. A strawberry is red specifically because it targets obviously the red chakra and it obviously resonates all the colors of the rainbow up to red, which is the first one. The color purple, like say a, um, a head of a red cabbage, goes through all the colors of the light spectrum to purple. It holds on to that color the most because that's what's then going to give you that frequency best. So if you mix certain juices together, like Kabbalah juice, which Don invented, which was carrots for C, apple for A, B for beetroot, A for apple again, L for lemon and A for apple again. You have three colors of the apples, golden, red and green, a lemon and a beetroot and an orange carrot. And you have the full color rainbow spectrum into your diet. And that juice has been proven to heal people. Now I didn't do the healing. You know, Don didn't do the healing, it's just their own bodies and resonating with that certain light frequency. And as the sun god Ra gives us food offerings, we are just absorbing that light in its physical matter form.
0: Unbelievable, mate. That's a perfect introduction into it. What sort of juices are you consuming while you're... Well, you're on this fast, on the juice fast.
1: Yeah, I'm drinking a lot of um, fruit juices to begin with. Now, like I talked about, there's no farmers pouring bags of sugar on there. I've never worried about sugar in a juice because there is none. It's just the sweetness that, you know, Mother Nature makes for us. Um, I think there's three types of people predominantly. There can be a range and the scale goes from, say... People that really love their fruit, like me, and people that really love their vegetables—carrots, uh, beetroots, potatoes, pumpkins, etc.—and then you have a mixture of both, and you can be on either side of that. But I'm predominantly a fruit guy, and I know you said you're eating like ten pieces of fruit a day, which is awesome. And you can see that just by looking at you—you've got a beautiful focus about you, and you're able to hold your, you know, attention on something you're passionate about. So. I'm having a lot of fruit juices for now. And then today's day 10, I'm swapping over to Kabbalah juice for a couple of juices in the next couple of days. And then for the last week, I'll start introducing more and more vegetables. So your green leafies. It's actually 1st of April now. April Fool's Day, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to be getting colder in Melbourne. So it's also smart to prepare the body with some low water content foods because mother nature grows perfect seasonal food when it's hot and we need to cool down it makes watermelon for us so we can cool down and when it's cold it will punch out all your low water contents like your you know your your, your, your potatoes and your pumpkins and all that stuff and give you low and that helps warm you during the winter months so I'll juice a sweet potato lemon and ginger for example and then I'll have um, Beetroot, carrot, and um, you can even do corn sometimes, actually. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it just, you've got to listen to your intuition. Awesome. You know, there's no one juice, apart from Kabbalah being the rainbow of incredible juices. I'll say that's the king of juices right now. Or or just apple juice, because apple juice, apples target every cell in your entire body. Um, Listening to your intuition is number one. Science might say right when you come off a of water fast, you should do your minerals via your vegetables only. But my intuition trumps science. Look I know at you now you're thriving. Yeah, like I, I don't need any numbers on a page to tell me how I feel. And in fact, numbers on a page will never tell me how I feel. Why? Because I can just ask myself, <laughs> Clint. How do you feel today? Oh, I feel like this. Okay, cool. Move on.
0: Fantastic.
1: N- nail on the head, mate.
0: And <laughs> Over the past 10 days, have you experienced any challenges, any like down days, or have you just been at a steady sort of level? For the last 10
1: days on juices? Well, let me tell you the story about when I first went from water to juice. Um, I'm documenting this whole 40 days of fasting. Um, we calling ourselves on uh, Instagram, Aquarius Fasters. And You'll see that, you know, in this documentary I'm doing. So we filmed Mitch and myself drinking coconut water for our first drink outside of water for 20 days. I literally cried. (laughs) I was just, I held the coconut water in my mouth for maybe what felt like two hours, but it was probably just about 20 seconds. And then it just glided down my throat and then it hit my stomach and it just, all happiness all things happiness just entered my body. And so we, we drank, I drank maybe half a liter of that over an hour and on the second sip is when I started crying. I was just, oh my God, this is the best. Cause then you are able to, you're clean. You're 20 days on water. You're pure. If you do the right things, like we did colonics, enemas, we did uh, gua sha, which is a skin brushing technique as well too, to open up the pores of the skin. Um, Obviously, urination comes naturally when you're doing a lot of um, pain as well too, but colonics to help the defecation part, walking to help sweat. So we also did some saunas in order to get the sweat out because sweating is um, proven, a high sweat is actually proven to help the detoxing of metals as well, if you have any in you. But most people are cooking with Teflon and aluminium utensils these days, so therefore they're going to have a lot of, um, shall we say residue of that into the digestive system. And, and so we did all that. Um, anyway, so yeah, when I was clean and then I had the coconut water, it just lit my body up. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm back. And then we went to the cold press juice bar in Byron Bay and I had 200 mils of it. I cried again. I just felt life giving reborn. Like it wasn't like the best meal I've ever had in my life. But all I could say is, I felt a gratitude I've never felt before. An appreciation for Mother Nature's nurturing that all she does is give and give and give to us, right? That's all she does. So we just need to, you know, receive that a little bit. Um, yeah, so definitely um, the juicing was just not life changing because I've done this before, but appreciative. And now I get it. I get Mother Nature. And I love her. I will embrace her. I cherish her. And I'm going to continue enjoying her offerings because they're delicious. <laughs> mate, unbelievable. And
0: I love how your whole outlook on life is just from changing the things that you're putting into your mouth. Um, unbelievable, mate. I want to know how many times a day are you juicing? Are you listening to your body? Is there a certain routine that you go through? Talk us through that.
1: Yeah, there's per- certain times when your body might not feel like juice and that's okay. So I've always got a backup of like a coconut water just in case I need some you know, electrolytes, which is code for salt, which is code for, you know, the systems that the cells talk to each other with. Um, but obviously water as well too. So continue to have your water, like juice does not replace water. So you don't think for one second that you could have three liters of juice a day and you've had your water because the signature of foods is not the signature of water. So I still have my, you know, uh, three liters of water a day and I'll drink anywhere from, what did I have yesterday? I think I had around about two and a half liters of juice. Yeah. to five liters of juice, depending how active I've been. So yesterday was a pretty big day and I had three and a half liters. Um, Today so far we've just had 600 mils when I had that juice with you right now. And I'll probably have another, you know, liter, maybe two. I'll make a cabala juice and just listen to my body. If my body is like, eh, done, and it like resists it, that's when you know your body's like, all right, just take a break for a little bit. You don't have to finish it. There's no rule that you should, you know, must consume three liters a day or five liters a day. You can call it a juice fast or you can call it a juice feast. Fasting means to, you know, like that withholding kind of thing and feasting means oversupply. But what if my body is like, no, 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 I'm done. I'm good. Like we've all had that experience where you've eaten a bad piece of food. You know, those old school Pringle things. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah. Thanks chemicals. (laughs) But you'll, you'll chow through a whole container of those and starve. You'll feel like you're starving. But then you could have just like an orange and be like, I'm done. I'm full. You know? So yeah. it's just all the nutrition that you get comes from food. And sometimes your body will be like, I don't need all this nutrition. And sometimes the body will be like, yeah, give me more. Give me more. Interesting. I
0: love how in tune you are with your body, mate. And definitely, definitely thriving because of it. Take a look at you. You're glowing and, and you're radiating these positive vibes, which is definitely contagious. I want to know now who is the perfect fasting candidate?
1: Good question to ask. Um, I will say everyone, the person who's not a good candidate. Let me think about that for a second. No. I really feel that everyone can benefit from fasting. Oh, sorry, no, I tell a lie. No, it just came to me. Um, If you're pregnant, you should not fast. You are creating life, so the last thing you want to do is withhold nutrients from a life growing inside of you. Uh, a second group that should not fast is with an asterisk above it, anyone under the age of 16. If you're still under 16 years of age, you're still growing as well too. Um, unless there's an asterisk to that, unless there is something super severely concerning of it in illness or disease, and then you'll definitely need Supervision and a protocol and someone watching over you and monitoring you almost 24 hours a day. So, but that would be for a healing, not a, say, a mind expansion fast or just a general upkeep fast. Cool. So people above, you know, obviously the age of 18 can fast easily. Even just one day a week of fasting is fantastic for you. So um, any other groups that I can think of See, there's a lot of debate about people on diabetes or people on, you know, medications or certain things like that. But I've seen the science reports come out on people on diabetes. And in fact, when we ran and facilitated a fast, just a three and a half day juice fast in January, we saw a man in his own testimonial. He's been on a blood pressure monitor for years And his blood pressure on average is around about 160 over 110. The highest he's ever seen, it was 181 over 120. And it said, go to hospital. <laughs> so within three days, we he jumped down to 124 over 81. Well. Wow. Or 121 over 84, whatever it was. But just three days. So And this guy was big. He's a big boy. So even people with diabetes can fast. I obviously recommend some supervision if you've never done a fast before, but if you're, you know, versed, well-versed in this subject and have fasted before then, and you're juice fasting, cold press juicing, I think it's okay that you can do a week-long juice fast. And if you feel any, you know, ill health or anything like that, then you can always reach out to many communities out there. The Tolman's are fantastic. Um, I obviously will support people as well too during a fast. If there's any concerns and things like that too. Um, Other than that, anyone can fast.
0: Perfect. Nail on the head. Clint, you've just highlighted where a person can start. What are your details and what are you offering that people can come to you and, and get advice or be helped along their journey? I know that with the Aquarius Face app, Aquarius (laughs) fasting let me rephrase that um you're doing one-on-one coaching and stuff through this
1: is that is that correct yeah yeah been doing that for a while now so I can coach people through their own uh, I call it a seven-day fast but I do like people to do the four-day colon cleanse prior to that so it's kind of like 10 days yeah of uh, mentoring through that and you know I've got a book coming out later this year too as well And I also do the consults for iridology and sclerology, which you can take photos of your eyes and the whites of the eyes, the sclera, and you can actually see a snapshot of what someone's current health is and even up to three generations prior to, so even grandparents. Um, Because truth is, when a little baby girl is born, the mother, or when when a, a pregnant woman is having a girl, She has three generations of life in her. So there's obviously her own. Um, There's the unborn baby girl. And when baby girls are born, they're actually born with every egg inside them. They don't create new eggs as they get older in life. They're always born with them. So the pregnant mother has three generations of life. The future unborn children of the baby daughter that's where there's a beautiful connection between grandmothers and their granddaughters. Have you ever noticed that?
0: Yes. Wow.
1: Was that, was, was that clear just yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: That, that's so intriguing. I'm blown away. Awesome, man. And um, what can some people expect to see some positives and, and some challenges throughout the process? I know we're going to dive right into the challenges and the discharge process, mm. but what can someone fasting expect to see?
1: Yeah, gotcha. So... Like why fast? Well, there's a few things. You can detoxify your organs, mental clarity. You're reducing risk of disease. You're repairing your digestive system. Um, you can help break addictions and clear emotions even as well, which is cool. You can do you know new habits, creating new habits because the truth is you know we're spending around about three hours a day preparing and making and buying the food and and, cr- and eating the food as well too. So you actually get given a whole chunk of time when you're fasting. And if you cold press juice fast in batches, you can do three days in a head and then you're making up even more time. So you've got like nine hours over three days to spend however you'd like. And I recommend do it in like non-toxic relationships. Spend it on the phone to someone you haven't called in you know years and things like that too. Um, But what you can also do is have like autolysis of tumors. Um, You trigger stem cell regeneration as well Because after 48 hours on water fasting fat is then converted. And then that fat's converted into stem cells. And we all know stem cells, they go into certain parts of the body that need healing and repair as well too. Um, But for, you know, say negatives and things like that, well, you can actually have some down days. So like I said before, you can have um, healing crises come up. Uh, They say when you're water fasting, every day you water fast, you go back one year prior to your life. So let's just say you broke an arm five years ago. Um, You might on day number five have excruciating pain in your arm. And then the next day you'll feel fantastic again. But like flu-like symptoms, most people have like a lot of rapid detox and toxins in the body love to make us feel bad and all it is is the body just needs to be cleared out so you're having more water or more juice whatever you're doing sometimes help the body by walking going for a nice gentle exercise half an hour walk because the lymphatic system will need to push through a lot of toxins but it doesn't feel pleasant and sometimes it gets worse before it gets better so you'll have headaches The most headaches that people have is generally from your caffeine detoxing and your sugar detoxing from the brain. So the receptors in the brain fire off going, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. And that's why we crave our coffee or sugar. So if you can get past that detoxing symptom, then you'll notice it clear away as well. Um, Hunger pangs, everyone has the hunger pangs. So, just know that it's a hormone called ghrelin, and that goes away after around about 20 minutes. And all that hormone is designed to do is to try and fill you up with food. So if you just, not suppress it, but distract yourself, go for a walk, watch a movie, read a book, um, have some more water, that will dissipate. And it's like going to the gym for the first time. The very first fast, you're gonna feel intense cravings, intense, like sugar come downs, it'll be intense. It's one of the most profound things people can do as a fast. But every time you successfully don't cave into the cravings, you build a willpower of, no, no, I can get past this 10 minutes. Oh, wow, well, it just went away. And most people aren't breathing anymore. See, so I say breathing right now and inject it here because breathing is the number one thing to expel toxins. In fact, it's about 98%. Of your out breath is expelling toxins and that's where 98% of weight loss occurs as well because we're burning carbon dioxide we're burning the fats that's where most of it goes there's a reason why we breathe more than what we do you know heartbeats etc blah 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 Um, so when people breathe these days somewhere along their line they've been taught Breathing breathe in their upper chest rather down in their diaphragmatic breathing. If you look at babies when they sleep, they're actually belly breathing. And that's where we still should be breathing as well. As an actor, I was always taught to breathe through my diaphragm. And if you can put your hands on your belly button and your natural breath rises and falls the belly button, you're doing some good deep breathing. But because a doctor stuck a stethoscope and says, oh, chest breathe. We thought as he was the authority at the time because he's got a plaque above his head. Oh, maybe that's the way I should breathe. Okay, I'll chest breathe now. But where the alveoli in the lungs are in the top two thirds only has one third of the alveoli in the lungs and the reverse, the vice versa. The bottom third of the lungs has two thirds of the oxygen absorber receptors in there. So if you bottom breathe, that's where we need to get back to. And so when people have headaches, they're feeling bad, you're not breathing. Get out into some fresh air. Do some deep breaths. Do that for seven minutes. You do that, I guarantee you're going to feel a little bit better. Dude,
0: that's such a great um, point that you just raised there. And it is important to to know that this is a discharge process of toxins just to wrap that up. So you got to keep pushing past that if you're on a fast and, and really just aid your body into removing these toxins to get to a better, healthier state.
1: Yeah, and there's also other things, you know, like drink more water, do an enema. Sometimes emotional feelings can be a blockage of waste trying to come out like our transverse colon is collected, uh, connected to our emotions and our brain as well. So if you've got some waste that hasn't been moving, I'm sorry, but grandma was right. Stick a tube up your bum and flush it out with some water. Um, go suck on some rock salt. So lay in the sun, um, get into the ocean or fresh water. Um, if you're really feeling like nausea, you might want to force yourself to say, drink a bunch of water and vomit it back out again. And then, you know, drink more water again as well too. If there's nausea, that's just a symptom, a sign or a signal of something else, meaning that there's an offense that needs to come out. So don't deny your body the ability to get an offense out. Um, And just change the energy up, move to a new location. You know, don't like a conversation, just move on to something else. Little things like that, yeah, and then relax and also sleep. I mean, you're meant to be resting on a fast anyway for a lot of it. So, yeah, and when you know you're, you know, you're finishing fasting, you know, not not just a number like, oh, I've done seven days, because the last thing you should do is finish a fast when you're feeling shit, and you are day number seven. If you're feeling shit, fast another day. When you feel good again, that's when you should end the fast because you want to anchor in a positive end point of when you finish the fast because if you're feeling shit and try and eat an apple you don't want to have it anyway you're feeling shit let yourself feel shit it's okay it's not a disease feeling bad is not a disease these days which we think it is most people think happiness and vitality is just a purchase away the truth is we need to go inward and you know we need to stop seeking outwards what is already within amazing We're born from pure love. We need to remember that we can get back to that anytime we want and not externally seek validation for a deficiency inside of us. Or so we think we have. But everyone's got the capability of feeling love. Animals feel it. So if it's love you're really seeking, then yeah, give it to yourself.
0: Clint, I love your whole outlook on life, mate. And we're coming up to the end of the podcast now and just quickly can we fast too much is there a limit where our body says this is too much like does it come back to connecting with your intuition or should you be supervised while doing it what's sort of too too much
1: yeah i suppose you can fast too much i suppose there's too much of anything though right you can drink too much water and do some damage to yourself and if it becomes an addiction Anything that's an addiction is obviously going to be negative in its intention. So the same these days with your angry vegans. You know, you shouldn't eat meat and death. It's like, go away. I want to do things for my choices, right? So fasting can be done too much if you're addicted to it. If you are like controlled by an idea and agenda that a certain result might occur. The truth is you don't get to dictate when your body heals. You don't get to say, oh body, I'm gonna fast for a week and you're gonna heal my blood cholesterol level, go. The body might be like, "Uh, screw you pal, your digestive system needs cleaning out first before I even think about getting to that heart. So, <laughs> I love that. And, and since you're not in control of how the body heals, you do have to listen to your intuition and honor what your body's going in. Like, I'd like to say I'm an occultist and those who study the principles of, you know, the Kabbalion and occultism and the ancient uh, Greek god of Hermes. And it's like, first in, last out, last in, first out. Meaning, if you were to consume a toxin and fat from 20 years ago and Yesterday, you consumed a new fat and a toxin, and then you start a nice big fast. It's not the 20-year-ago toxin that comes out first. It's the yesterday's toxins that you've just consumed that will come out first. And does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And so, and you know, I just want to chuck in as well, too. Like, most people don't talk about this these days anymore, but... The lymphatic system which has no heart needs to be pumped around by our own body as you've probably talked about in a previous podcast or something but the lymphatic system has a a dumping ground and that's our large colon That's our large intestine so we need to make sure our large intestine is clean so the lymphatic system can dump its toxins so that's why it's important even though i had no food to digest and clean out and during the fast i had a couple of natural bowel movements and i think it was on like day 14 naturally didn't need an enema didn't need a colonic i had a mucusy um number two come out now i wouldn't have had that mucousy poo come out had i have not been fasting it was beautiful to witness because my body finally after those like two weeks of water was then able to release that uh that waste that my body didn't need anymore so but i can't dictate to my body right now you release that i didn't even know it was there there's been stories where people have fasted for 40 days and they've had like a black slimy one and they cut it open with a surgical knife and like heavy metals like mercury pops out of it as well too because a woman was on mercury tablets for all these years now you can imagine why people are sick and diseased because their colon's not clean So, you know, a general rule is clean your clacker. (laughs) Simple as that. Yeah. Our group is probably the only one that I know of that talks a lot about cleaning the the last point of call. It's a river of life or the river of death from the mouth to the bum, front door to the back door. What you feed that river is what's going to be the state and the color and the cleanliness of that river as well. So fill it with coke. I know what you're going to look like. Fill it with water. I know how you're going to be.
0: I love it. And I, I love how the, the world has suddenly changed its its approach to talking about poo and, and how it's come from a, ew, I don't want to talk about that. So <laughs> now. It's so intriguing. We love what, what we're doing with it and how it's a byproduct of what we're feeding ourselves. And, and I love talking about it as well because it is a true testament to your health.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, as you said before, you're going five times a day. So guess what that means? Your body's working pretty damn good. To like, Are you vegetarian? Yeah, vegan. He's vegan as well. Hip, hip, hooray. You're not the angry vegan. No. I can clearly tell <laughs> that as well, too. So adding Mother Nature into your body and its offerings is feeding exactly what you need. And you're still alive. But like where do you get your protein from, Matt? <laughs> Come on. That's I sometimes play with people and I say, oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't need it. And hang on, what, what? You vegans don't get any protein? No, we get none. <laughs> what? No, surely you must get it from your food. And then I go, congrats. You've just answered your own question. <laughs> Dude, that's epic. I love it. <laughs>
0: what an approach. Now, coming up to the end, like I mentioned before, I want to know what's next on your health journey. Let's backtrack a little bit to the start of the podcast. I know that was over an hour and a half ago. We've been talking for, wow. for, for ages about some incredible things. How is your, your testicular cancer at the moment after all
1: this... Uh, um, focus on your health. Oh yeah, that was done many, many years ago. So I did, when I said I didn't get any tested or go into their system anymore, the doctors like to say at five years, you're in remission. I said it at like month number one. <laughs> and I'm like, no, fuck you. This is my body. I know it better than anyone else. I live here. <laughs> um, it's I, I got a couple of uh, blood tests done towards that five year mark. And yeah, they, were, they came back all clean and done and, uh, Cancer marker free, so yeah, I have nothing of resonating with cancer in my body. And then also that's a reason why I started this whole journey. Like I I, that was the worst day of my life and I didn't wish it upon my enemy, let alone a friend. So there's no way in hell I was gonna invite the opportunity for that to come back in my body. And that's why I was like, how do I make sure that never happens again? And so I thought, well, you can't guarantee not being hit by a car, of course, you can't guarantee not being, you know, in a plane accident but I can give myself the opportunity to have health into my body and vitality. And so that answer was the ancient geniuses like I talked about, the modern day fasting principles that I talk about and, and continue to do what we do. Like my mentor, Tyler Tolman, he goes on about these ancient Egyptians and the, the documented history that they've sometimes ruled for like 2,000 years one Pharaoh living for 2,000 years. That's insane. Now, I don't think I want to live to 2,000. I don't think I'm going to be uh, as vibrant as I would be now, but I think I at least want to live to over 150, maybe 200, maybe 250. I don't know. Like, we'll see what the envelope keeps pushing us. And, you know, we'll digress again, but I don't know about you, but I stopped physically growing when I was like 21 so what do I need all this food for? We all need to just cut down our food. And the problem that most people have is they're still eating the same quantity when they were 58 compared to when they were 28. It's like, you don't need to anymore. Just you have your tiny little bits of pieces here and there, like a handful of nuts will do you all day for all the nutrition you need, right? So, Why are we having these big entrees, big steaks, big meals, big Cokes, big everything like that? That leads to big bellies. So get rid of it.
0: That's interesting, dude, because I'm actually 21 at the moment. So (laughs) listening to that is like, whoa, you know, I'm at that age. (laughs) Um, Clint, I, I absolutely love your whole outlook on life. I love the positivity that you're bringing, the energy that is just in a room by being sitting next to you, mate. Where can we find you and where can people... Get in contact with you to talk more about this stuff.
1: Yeah, so the book is going to be launched this year. I think I'll be calling that Life's Elixir, and kind of like the elixir of life, and which is you know fasting and juicing and you know vegetarian, etc. I'm on uh, Instagram. Um, obviously, I got my personal Clint Facey, my uh, fasting one of um, Aquarius underscore fasters. Um, I think the website, which is in development right now under construction of uh, lifeselixa.com.au as well. Um, or people can reach out to me on the phone as well. Um, I'll have all those in
0: the show notes for you guys as well if you want to get in contact with him and have a look at Clint's Aquarius fasting page and follow the journey along with them because I know he's currently still got
1: 10 days to go of juice and then I understand you're going
0: into raw foods. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, so to finish this entire journey, I will do one week of a rainbow bridge. So that means on day number one of eating, I'll eat just the color red, uh, raw, Uh, day number two will be the yellow or the orange and then the yellow and then the green and then the purple, indigo, violet for up to seven days. And then for the second week of eating, I'll be eating a meal called pulse. And pulse is the ancient meal of Hercules. Um, It's known in Bible times as well too, but it's also known as the world's most perfect food because it's got all the essential amino acids, essential oils, carbohydrates, proteins, fats, Etc. cetera, um, and in a specific ratio that resonates with the body as well, too. My mentor, Don Tolman, talks about it on his podcast, and uh, the story of Pulse is fascinating, and if you can look that up, YouTube, Google, podcast, or whatever, you will be enthralled by this meal, Pulse. And then finally, from week three and four, I will uh, integrate more of my salads and then integrate um, soups as well too. And then by the end of week four, I'll introduce a bit more of a normal diet as well too. But at the same time, I say that as a as a loose agenda where I'll be listening to my body. If my body's like, nah, you're still going to have more raw food for week three, I'm going to do more, more, yeah, more <laughs> raw food. But yeah, it's always important not to be controlled by your own brain when your body is the the true master because you know you can you know without your health you'd sacrifice it all you know you'd give up all the money in the world which i practically did for my health right um people give up everything to get their health back so if you override your own intuition of of your health you'll you'll pay for it later down the track so i'll just listen to that
0: Amazing, yeah, man. and
1: continue to juicing while as well too. So for the month, you still have you like your three liters of juice a day, especially in the week of raw, and then just over time and distance, just cut back if you want to. But you might find you love juices that much you want to have one to two a day anyway.
0: Awesome, Clint. Well, it's pretty evident that prevention is the best medicine that you can possibly do, and and you're ticking all those boxes, mate And I, I absolutely love everything that you stand for. Just again to highlight, what is your main message? I know we mentioned it in the start of the podcast, but do you have any any different outlooks on life now over with the past two hours that we've been chatting for?
1: Well, the main message would be, uh, you know, I say this, I want to raise the consciousness of humanity. You know what? My main message is this. Only life can give life. Death cannot give life. So... You know, a dead animal can't give you life. It might sustain it for a little bit. You know, it sustain some people for you know their lifetime, but only the living foods will be able to give you that life. Incredible. Well,
0: Clint, honestly, mate, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and going through your story and, and everything that you've done, it's it's a true inspiration and a testament to yourself, mate. So keep
1: up the great work. Thanks mate. I really appreciate being on your show. Um thank you for taking the time to interview me. I feel very privileged.
0: Any time mate. Have a good day guys.